Hello, and welcome to Next Reads, a podcast where we read the first chapter of a young adult or middle grade book to help you figure out what to read next. This podcast might contain language or situations some listeners might find offensive or unsettling. The North Liberty Library does not necessarily endorse any author's views, but it does support the freedom of speech and the freedom to read. I'm your host, Erin, Youth and Teen Services Librarian at the North Liberty Library. My pronouns are she and her. Welcome, listeners. So today I will be reading from a book called Bye for Now, and that is B-H-A-I, by Malia Siddiqui, and this is a take on like The Parent Trap, if you are familiar with The Parent Trap, one of my favorite movies growing up, but probably not the Lindsay Lohan version, the old Haley Mills version. Anyway, so Shahir Atik is tired of moving each time his dad changes jobs. He's almost given up hope of finding a place where he can put down roots, a place that feels like home. When Shahir meets outgoing, impulsive Ashar Malik on his first day at a new school, it's clear that the two boys have nothing in common. But looking at each other is like looking in a mirror. They're absolutely identical. As impossible as it seems, they soon discover that they're twins, separated as babies. Ashar wants to know the father he doesn't remember and immediately decides secretly switching identities is the way to do it. Shahir, however, wants nothing to do with loudmouth Ashar until he realizes his long-lost brother just might be the key to getting his dad to finally settle in one place. But living someone else's life is more complicated than they imagined. Will their scheme get them both what they need, or will it tear their family apart for good? So this has a Muslim family and friendship and looks like a lot of fun. Shahir. Shahir threw an armload of clothes onto the bed of his fourth bedroom in four years and kicked the empty box out into the hallway. He couldn't stand the smell of cardboard. Maybe if his life wasn't like a train that barely stopped long enough to let people on and off, he wouldn't hate it as much. At least he wouldn't be around at all the freaking time. Ah, someone finally decided to unpack, Dad said, appearing in the doorway with a mug of chai. Look who's talking. You live out of a suitcase, Shahir deadpanned. Not anymore. I hung my clothes up, Dad said proudly. Unreal hangers. Shahir rolled his eyes. He didn't see the point in setting up his room, and it wasn't like he had a lot of stuff anyway. None of them did. Their next destination was always on the horizon. It was inevitable, like getting half a cheese slice on a McDonald's fish filet sandwich. Their time in every city ended with them saying goodbye, and this spot in Northern Virginia would be next. Shahir knew they were only going to be there temporarily, no matter what lies dad fed him about this being it. As if. Shahir might believe it if he, dad, and Dada slept on real beds instead of mattresses, put up curtains for once, and didn't eat off disposable plates all the time. Dad sipped his chai and peered at Shahir over the mug's rim. You excited for school tomorrow? Shahir gave dad a what-do-you-think look. After years of hopping around from school to school, he'd learned it was easier to hold back and roll with the punches. He almost forgot what it was like to put his feelings into words. Shahir let his silence do all the talking now. Do me a favor, sport, Dad said. Please try to get involved this time. Make friends. Join a club. Go to the Masjid. The Masjid? When was the last time Shahir had set foot in one? Did this have something to do with how he'd thrown a fit the whole month of Ramadan? 
Shahir technically should have fasted more than the seven days his dad and grandfather had managed to crank out of him. But it wasn't like dad prayed five times a day or anything. In fact, Shahir was pretty sure he didn't even attend Friday prayers regularly. If dad wanted him to do those things, then he should try doing them himself first. Instead, dad spent all his energy chasing the next shiny hospital job like it was a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow. Shahir had no clue what dad got out of it. What do you say? Dad asked, continuing the one-way conversation. Shahir brushed past him to the kitchen of the three-bedroom apartment. Sure, whatever, said Shahir. He pretended to search for a snack, but the only thing he could find was leftover salad that came with the gyros they'd had for lunch. It was all soggy, but Dada refused to throw food away unless it'd gone beyond bad. Well, someone had to eat it, and Shahir didn't feel like going back to the room that would never be his, or give Dad the chance to keep talking to him. He took up the plate of salad, grabbed a disposable fork, and flopped down on Dada's favorite armchair in the living room, near where his grandfather was making dua. Shahir chewed on a limp piece of lettuce as he waited for his grandfather to finish praying. When Dada finally looked up from his splayed hands, Shahir asked him, What do you ask so hard for? Dada took so long making dua that sometimes Shahir had to poke him to make sure he was still alive. Oh, you know, he said wistfully. Dada sounded younger than 64. He was like a sturdy, uncracked beam that could still hold up the whole house. Jana for your daddy. Health, a full head of hair. Hey, we're supposed to believe in miracles, he exclaimed when Shahir smirked. We'll see who gets the last laugh when, God willing, you get to my age. Shahir smoothed back his hair fondly. It had grown out longer than it had ever been and started curling at the nape of his neck and falling into his eyes. His hair was the only thing about his appearance he liked, and the thought of it falling out made him feel faint. Way to scare him, Abba, Dad piped up. He was sitting with his legs crossed against the wall, dividing the kitchen from the living room. That wall, Shahir thought, was a waste of space. It could be taken out and replaced with an island so that the place looked more open. This apartment was nicer than some of the others they'd lived in, but it didn't get the Property Brothers seal of approval. Shahir had no clue what open concept or clean lines meant until a few years ago when they were stuck inside the house for months during a global pandemic. At one point, Dad stayed at the hospital for a whole month to care for patients in the ER and to avoid bringing the virus home, especially since Dada was high risk. That was when Dada morphed into a devout HGTV watcher to distract himself from worrying about Dad. Shahir had never been so happy to see Dad as the day when he finally came home. That was back when the two of them were still tight. Shahir didn't get Dada's interior design obsession at first. But when he started joining him out of sheer boredom, he suddenly started noticing how subtle transformations lit up people's faces. How the way a house changed to suit a particular family's needs suddenly made it a home. Shahir thought it was cool that the twins on Property Brothers worked together. He didn't have siblings or a forever home. Shahir might never have either of those things at this rate, so he had to settle for being happy for others who did. What are you eating, Dada asked, peering at Shahir's plate. The day's special, said Shahir, thrusting a piece of tomato into his mouth. Why didn't you tell me you were hungry, Dad said. I would have ordered us a pizza. No, no, we've eaten out too much these last few days. It's time I made us real dinner, Dada said. Jawad, did you unbox the masala jars? You did the groceries yesterday, right? 
Great, here, give me this. Dada took the sad-looking salad out of Shahir's hand. I'll finish it. How about I make you anda salan? Shahir sat up. Anda salan was egg curry with cut-up potatoes tossed in it. It was the most basic of basic Pakistani dishes and one of the few things Dada knew how to cook. Shahir, who rarely got homemade meals, thought it was delicious. And he liked knowing that Dada had gotten the recipe from Shahir's mom years ago. Shahir had never met his mom. His parents had divorced when he was a baby. He didn't know much besides her name because the one time he'd been curious about her, dad shut him down, hard, made it clear the topic was off limits. He'd been happier to answer Shahir's burning questions about puberty when he was 10. Shahir had never even seen a picture of his mom. When he thought about it, it wasn't normal. No pictures of someone his dad had supposedly loved enough to marry and have a kid with? As Dada headed toward the kitchen, Shahir scampered to retrieve their one giant pot in the lower kitchen cabinet and put it on the stove himself before Dada could. Dada had back problems and wasn't allowed to bend over a lot. Shahir always made sure Dada wasn't doing anything that could get himself hurt, even though it made Dada grumble about not being that old. Like now, he muttered to himself as he boiled eggs with his reading glasses sitting atop his head. Really, Abba, I could have had something delivered. You don't have to stand for so long, Dada said. Bah, Dada said, waving him off. Not that old yet. My feet are fine, so are yours, Dr. Atik. Put him to good use and add some rice to the cooker. Shahir, get me a tomato and one potato, please. Now, what were you two talking about earlier? Allah, forgive me. I was listening while reading Namaz. Oh, I was telling Shahir how he should do some kind of activity. Remember how many extracurriculars I used to do in school? Dad said, measuring out a cup of rice. That's because you were a show-off, Dada said in Urdu. Shahir pressed his lips together to keep from grinning. But don't you think it's true? Dad asked. It'd be better than coming straight home every day. Dad was a total wanderer. When he wasn't working, he loved to get out of the house and explore new places or try new things. Shahir stopped joining Dad two moves ago out of defiance. What was the point in getting to know a place you'd just leave behind? He lives like this because you refuse to give the boy a chance to make a life somewhere. Leave it to Dada to not beat around the bush. What about a sport, Dad said, like he hadn't heard him, or volunteer work? Shahir's not you, Jawad, Dada said gently. Let him decide for himself. Dad's eyebrows pinched in Dada's direction, his hand going still over the rice cooker. What's that supposed to mean? I'm not allowed to give my own son advice? Yes, I'm well aware he's your son, thanks, said Dada. Shahir sighed, watching Dada slice the tomato with a little too much force. Honestly, what was their deal? Dad and Dada were almost always fine. Then at random times, certain comments unleashed some old feud and they never clued Shahir in. Shahir was used to it, and it was usually the perfect distraction for him when he wanted to be alone, but the bad mojo lingered in the air for too long afterward. Dad muttered something about Dada never taking his side and moved to the sink to soak the rice. He's always been restless, Dada whispered to Shahir. Hard for him to stay in one place for too long. You should say something to him about it too, you know. He never listens to me, not since he was a kid, not even when... Dada stopped short and got this faraway look in his eyes. It happened sometimes, Dada's mood shifting out of the blue, and Shahir never understood why. There was no way Dad thought Shahir liked all the moving around. If he couldn't see something so obvious, then what was the point in telling him? 
Anyway, Dada continued as he cut the potato into squares, it's not a bad idea. Maybe a recreational activity is what you need. Shahir's forehead crinkled. Not saying you have to, but give it some thought. Inshallah, you won't have to live like this forever. Shahir's mind buzzed. He imagined what it would be like to make friends he wouldn't have to leave behind. Do not be afraid of getting attached to a place because it always ended up in the rearview mirror as they drove away again. The longing squeezed his heart, but Shahir knew his options. Face disappointment or don't bother to care. Shahir didn't bother. He was over it. And that is the end of chapter one. Looks like the next chapter is from Ashar's point of view. So that is fun. Have a little alternating points of view each chapter. I hope you enjoyed that. And if not, there's always more books to be found in the library. And again, that was by for now. And that is a middle grade book that came out in the past year as well. So thanks for joining me and I hope you will listen in again on another next reads.